the reading this morning is from Deuteronomy, chapter 18, starting at verse 14 through to 22. The nations you will dispossess listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own brothers. You must listen to him. For this is what you asked of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let us not hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire any more, or we will die. The Lord said to me, What they say is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell them everything I command him. If anyone does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name, I myself will call him to account. But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded him to say, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, must be put to death. You may say to yourselves, how can we know when a message has not been spoken by the Lord? If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously. Do not be afraid of him. This is the word of the Lord. Let's, uh, let's pray as we begin. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this chance to uh, look at your word this morning in a, a slightly different way. Uh, as we think about Jesus as our prophet, uh, please would you grow our love and appreciation for him. Uh, in his name we pray. Amen. Well, as Ollie mentioned, this week is the first Sunday of Advent, which is the four weeks in the lead up to Christmas. And Advent is a time where we anticipate, uh, anticipate celebrating the day that God came into the world as a man. And we're beginning a new series, which will run over the next three weeks, uh, looking at the person of Jesus uh, a lot more closely. Specifically, uh, we're going to be thinking about Jesus in three different ways, as a prophet, as priest, and as king. And often these are referred to as the three offices of Jesus. And these three offices stem from the way God had organised the leadership of his people in the Old Testament. We see God's people under the leadership of prophets and, and priests and kings at various times. Uh, John Calvin was one of the first people to write about these offices in relation to Christ, and he helped people to see the importance of them. Now, the benefit of doing a series like this is it helps us to understand our Saviour much better, uh, which is a, a great thing to see some of the specific ways that he is at work and to recognise that he's fulfilling all of these roles at the same time. It would be a mistake uh, for us to think that he's only ever acting as one of these things at any one time. Rather, he was always prophet, priest and king. Uh, and I think we can understand that when we think of our own lives. We're all many things at once. I'm a son, I'm a father... In ministry, I'm the assistant bishop. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm an assistant minister, uh, but I'm a, I'm a friend, I'm a colleague, and so on. And I'm all of these things at the same time. And so it is with Jesus in terms of the different offices or roles. He fulfills all of them at the same time, which of course is far more impressive. So this morning, uh, we start the series by thinking about Jesus as prophet. 
And I should say at the beginning, normally we focus on one passage uh, and we work our way through it fairly methodically, but today's a bit different because we're thinking topically. Uh, So we'll be thinking about what the Bible as a whole uh, has to say about Jesus' prophet rather than just looking at this reading. And just so you know where we're heading, we'll start by thinking about prophets in general, their role, what they did, uh, their message, what they said, and their audience, who they were speaking to. And then we'll think about Jesus as prophet. And we'll finish with two reasons why it's good for us to think of him in that way. So let's begin. Uh, In the passage that was read, Moses was speaking to the Israelites, who were, of course, God's people. And Moses described himself as a prophet. He spoke the word of God to the people of God. That's a simple way of describing the role of a prophet. It's, It's the job title. But like many job titles, there's much more to it. The prophet was like the the mouthpiece of God. Uh, A number of them were men, some of them were women. And as God's mouthpiece, their words were not their own. In fact, in the New Testament, Peter looks back on the role of the prophets, saying this, You must understand that no prophecy in Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, But men spoke from God as they were carried along. So a prophet wasn't just giving an opinion piece on on how they saw things. It's, It's not like a newspaper article. They spoke God's words on his behalf. Uh, Often they would say, thus says the Lord. So there are a number of ways that the uh, that God gave them the words they uh, they would speak. Sometimes they would hear an audible voice. Sometimes It would be through visions or dreams. Uh, At other times, we're not actually told how God spoke to the prophets. We're just told that he did. Uh, The how God God spoke to them is is interesting, but it's their message that's most important. And in the Old Testament, we see a whole range of messages that the prophets deliver. To summarise it, the prophet would call the people to repentance into faithfulness, to turn back to God and to remain loyal to him. Uh, One of the things that made a prophet's message unique was the fact that God often used them to help his people see where things were heading. At times this was in the form of a warning, uh, like a parent trying to warn and teach a child not to throw their food or there will be consequences. Just a a random example. The prophet says, if you are carrying on living this way, God's judgment is coming. It could mean a loss of life. It could mean being captured by enemies uh, and taken as exiles in a foreign land. But the prophet's message wasn't all doom and gloom. Amidst these difficult times, God used the prophets to bring his people a glimmer of hope for the future. Sometimes it was a hope that they could look forward to in their lifetime. At other times, uh, it was a hope that they would miss out on, but their children or their grandchildren uh, would enjoy. So that's something of of their message. But the prophets uh, were speaking to people who were in many ways like you and I, people who are impacted by the world around us, the people in our lives, the attraction of sin, and of course, They felt the pressure of society just as we do today. At various times, they were living among people who weren't really interested in God, a society that's 
invested its time into other things. Hearing the word of God from the prophet was one option among many. And that struggle to hear the word of God is one that we know all too well today. Hearing from God is one of many options for us as well. There are the competing voices of Netflix, YouTube, social media, politics, self-help experts, and and so on. The prophets were, were often competing with these other voices, and because of that, they were met with opposition. They were mocked at various stages. Uh, Many of you will know the story of the prophet Elisha. He's mocked just because he's bald. Uh, It's a a cruel world, isn't it? Uh, They called him Baldhead, uh, which is obviously not very original. But the way that the prophet of God is received matters. Some prophets weren't just mocked. They were mistreated. Some of the prophets were even beaten and killed. And it's not hard to see that the role of the prophet Uh, looks like quite a thankless task, a dangerous task, speaking to some of the most powerful people. Think of the prophet Nathan uh, confronting King David after he had killed a man and committed adultery with that same man's wife. Imagine having to uh, approach the most powerful person in the land to pull them up because of what they've done. Well, it might be a a thankless role, but it's certainly an important role, Uh, I wonder whether anyone's ever had to intervene in your life or you've had to intervene in the life of others. Uh, When I was at high school, I remember having a a parent-teacher interview uh, and one time I I had to go along with my dad. Uh, And let's just say I didn't get the glowing feedback that I had hoped for. Uh, I got absolutely torn to shreds. Uh, And at the time, it it was not what I wanted to hear. But looking back, it's something that I needed to hear and something something that certainly impacted me going forward. That's kind of how the prophets function. They, They tell the people the difficult things they need to hear to relate to God rightly, often at times when they don't realize that they need it. Now, failing to listen to God's prophet is never the way to go. And we even saw that in in verse 19 of the reading. If anyone does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name, I myself will call him to account. See, when God speaks, you can either take it or leave it. But Moses says, be assured, you will answer to God for the way in which you respond to his prophet. The Bible is full of accounts where people failed to listen and paid a big price. So responding rightly to the words of the prophet of God is is really important. So we've had a a bit of a think about prophets in general, but what does the Bible have to say about Jesus as prophet? Well, as I mentioned, it presents Jesus as, as more than just a prophet. But it's helpful to think of the ways in which Jesus is like a prophet. Uh, the very first verses in the book of Hebrews say this, In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets. But in these last days... He has spoken to us by his Son. The way that God speaks to his people today is through Jesus. Uh, Think of God's words in the Gospel of Luke. This is my Son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. God has given us everything we need to hear from him in Jesus. He says, you want to know the, the best way to live in this world? Listen to my Son. 
Jesus comes proclaiming a message of repentance and faith. He says, turn from your sin, believe in me. Uh, Let me read verse 15 of, of today's passage. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own brothers. You must listen to him. You see how how Jesus ultimately fulfills these words of Moses. Listen to him. I think it's something that that, that we're struggling to do, all of us at at this time as as individuals, because there's so much that feels unresolved in life at the moment. There seems to be more and more on the horizon for us to worry about, and I think a number of us naturally find ourselves taking our eyes off Christ as we worry about our personal situations and the situations of those around us. And rightly, there are things for us to be worried about. There are some incredibly difficult things uh, happening to us or to those whom we know and love. It was Robert Murray Machane who said this, For every look at yourself, take ten looks at Christ. Let your soul be filled with a sense of the excellence of Christ. At a time where we find ourselves looking inward, let us also look to Christ. Listen to him. It's it's his words that bring forgiveness, salvation, restoration, and eternal life with God. He is the word made flesh, as John tells us uh, in his gospel. And he is the ultimate expression of God's grace to us. One writer puts it like this. Just as Moses delivered the Israelites from Egypt to receive God's word at Mount Sinai, so Jesus delivers his people from death in order to inscribe a new law on their hearts. He does what no other prophet could do. He changes our hearts, gives us new life in him, lasting hope, uh, and that's why it's right for us to listen to him. The prophet, like Moses, and yet so much more. And in his earthly ministry, uh, people slowly begin to see he is this promised prophet. He is the one who can fully meet our needs. He's the one who allows us to think about and rightly understand this world that we live in. The one who can change our weak hearts Uh, which are so quickly drawn to sin. The way we listen to Jesus is primarily through his word. He tells us that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life, and that no one can come to God except through him. That's why we always need to be thinking about the ways we minister to people as, as individuals and as a church as well. Are we enabling people to come to God the Father through his Son? I know uh, I find myself at times forgetting the importance of Jesus' words when he says that he's the only way to God. It's not through trying to be a good person, through trying to be respectable, being kind, doing a good enough job with what you've been given, uh, not, uh, not by trying to be liked by everyone or by being successful. None of these things on their own will bring people to God. How can you help others uh, to be able to listen to Jesus? What relationships could you be more intentional in? 
what would that look like for you? No one can come to God except through Jesus. Just as it was in Moses' time, the, the consequence of not listening is serious. Acts 3 tells us the consequence is being cut off from God's people, living and dying apart from God uh, instead of living eternally under his blessing. Let's remember that as we interact with, with others. Now, there are two particular things that knowing Jesus as, as prophet should give each of us. Uh, the first is boldness. We have a message that is true. Uh, I'm sure you've all heard those telemarketers who, who call you from time to time or, or the door-to-door salespeople who just turn up. Uh, it's not always the case, but sometimes you just feel like they're on a, a hiding to nothing. They're trying to appeal to you with something that they don't even think is true. Uh, not so with us. Jesus, the great prophet, was bold in proclaiming the message of the gospel and, and he has entrusted us with that message. It's the message that has offered us life, uh, brought us from darkness to light, from death to life, a message of hope for those who are feeling hopeless. And it's a message that people need in the times that we find ourselves in, even though they may not realise it yet even though they're listening uh, to other voices in the world. Let us be bold as we remember that truth. Well, if we uh, ourselves are in a position where we're increasingly listening to the other voices in the world, how do we get back on track? Listen to him. Uh, Allow his words to fill our minds and our hearts, something the Holy, Holy Spirit does as we read his word. So that's the first thing. The second thing that Jesus as prophet gives us is compassion. See, boldness is important because we wouldn't share the message without it. Uh, And it's something that characterizes Jesus when we think about him as prophet. But compassion is also important. Think of Jesus' words in Jerusalem, uh, which I'll read now. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather you, uh, to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you are not willing. Jesus is definitely bold in uh, in the Bible in calling people to repentance, but there's also a sense of uh, compassion here. He wants people to come to him. As a church, like many churches, we're in a time where we're thinking about ourselves uh, a lot more than perhaps we normally would, and, and that's okay because the times we're in call for that. However, let us not lose our compassion for the people in our lives who don't yet know the one who is a prophet and so much more. Let's not lose our compassion for those in Shirley and in surrounding suburbs, those who need hope yet are looking for it in all the wrong places. One of the things I've been greatly encouraged by since coming to St. Stephen's is the number of our mission partners who were part of this church before heading to, the, uh, to their various places to make Christ known. Uh, we have a number of them here today, Katie, the Dunbars, I think the Mackenzies are in the, the live stream room uh, up from Dunedin. Uh, and earlier in the year, uh, one of our other mission partners who, who's from another church, Luke Sinclair, he, he preached here and he mentioned that when people head to other parts of the country or overseas to, to serve Christ, it, it leaves a bit of a void back here. And because we've sent out a number of people, it it leaves an opportunity for the rest of us uh, to take on that role of making Christ known here. 
And to be able to do that, we certainly need boldness. We get that when we keep looking to the one who is uh, willing to die to give us life. But we also need compassion for the lost in our lives and in our community. It's a compassion that can only come from God. As we see the lengths he was willing to uh, go to to give us the message of the gospel that we so desperately need to hear before we even realized we needed to hear it. Jesus, our great prophet, and so much more. May we be bold. May we be compassionate. Uh, Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus, our great prophet, uh, priest, and king. Father, would you help us to listen to his voice? Lord, we ask for boldness and compassion as we think of those in our lives who don't yet know you, as we think of our community uh, here in Shirley. Lord, please would you bring people into your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.